0: guys welcome back to uncommon sense <laughs> I'm joined with another special guest. We're going to be talking with Samantha about the Roe v. Wade uh, draft leak that we've all kind of been going crazy about. Some people are really, really excited. Some people are really, really mad. Some people are a little bit of a mixture, like me. Who I'm, I'm just like I'm happy that this is happening. <laughs> you know, like oh, Roe might actually be overturned. Like we might actually be headed in like a more moral direction in America. Wow. Who would have thought God is very pleased? The other part of me is like, okay, well, maybe y'all shouldn't have leaked this because the only reason that they leaked this, you guys, and you need to keep this in mind um, throughout this interview, but the reason that they leaked this, this was a leftist agenda thing to leak this because their whole goal in even leaking this road like decision draft was to get everybody mad. As we've been seeing on social media, people have been getting very, very mad um, for the purpose of intelligence. Intimidating the justices into making a decision uh, that these crazy baby murderers want them to make. They want to keep Roe and they want to codify Roe v. Wade into law. If that ever were to happen, and it won't happen because it's unconstitutional, but that would just result in even more babies being murdered, which our country and the world cannot stand. Y'all, morally just think about what's going on here. I mean, you it's not stopping, it's just sending the decision back to the states. To be honest, everybody's like going crazy. Like, oh my gosh, if Roe is overturned, then we can't ever get an abortion again. I- ideally, in a perfect world, yes, you would never get an abortion. I'm all for that because everybody has a God-given right to life. But this, if this were, if Roe is overturned, it just returns the decision to the states. It's not federalized anymore. It's a states' rights issue where every every state has the right to like decide if they want to have abortion be legal or not. Um, so it's not like like this this whole thing that the left is making it out to be but the reason that it was leaked was to intimidate justices so and we're seeing that they're showing up to justice Kavanaugh's house they're they're just showing up and, and terrorizing people and they really think I guess they really think I guess their mothers never told them but maybe they didn't have good mothers because they definitely don't want to be mothers themselves um, that you attract more bees with honey and they did not learn that lesson ever in their lives so they're uh, harassing and attacking justices at their home addresses which is is just characteristic of their lack of character So anyway, before we get into uh, the actual discussion that we're going to be having I would like to have Samantha introduce herself to you guys So, Samantha, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi,
1: my name is Samantha um, I am pro-life, which essentially means I'm against the legal and elective killing of innocent human beings um, And yeah, anywhere I can get that message across and, and talk to people about it That's what I want to do and um part of the pro-life movement is having conversations with people who don't agree with you and trying to find that common ground and figure out why we disagree and see if we can change minds so it's all part of the fun
0: yeah. Well, I completely agree with you. And there is such a divide. And I, I really, I hope that we can come into this conversation with a more open mind all of us. There's a lot of different types of people that listen to my podcast. I've looked at the statistics and everything. So I don't want anybody to feel like, you know, we're coming after you. We're coming after you. Like if you are, if you are pro abortion, like we're just coming after you. It's not, I think it's just important to have a constructive discussion when it comes to these big, major, important things. Um, and people just get, uh, uh like just up in arms and like they can't even sit down and have like a real conversation about anything anymore. So I think it's important for us to just all have an open mind, you know, listening, talking, everything. Um, And as we're having this discussion, I first, I just want to kind of go over the actual leak itself. And um, because it's just so unprecedented what has happened. I mean, this doesn't happen in, in our government. I mean, in our institutions, this is not something that has really ever happened before that this decision. And again, this is like a big, big decision, like Roe v. Wade, um, to have leaked. I mean, this is not something that is normal. So I just kind of want to get your reaction to the leak itself, because everybody obviously was just so... It was just an uproar when this first happened. Yes,
1: yeah. So I actually... The night that it was leaked, or the evening or day it was leaked, uh, my husband and I were eating dinner, and we usually don't have our phones on us when we're eating dinner. But my husband got a notification, and so he checked it to make sure it wasn't work. And it was from the Daily Wire saying that it was leaked, and that was the decision. And I said something like. You know, oh, why do you have your phone with stitching or something? He was like, no, but this is big news. You'll want to know. And at first, I was like, uh, and then he told me, and I was like, oh, that is big news. That's very good news. So the leak, I mean, the first reaction was a positive reaction because the idea that that's even possible is so exciting. Um, and I didn't think it was going to happen this soon. You know, as time goes on, you start to wonder why was it leaked? How was it leaked? And what's the purpose? And You know, the only conclusion I can personally come to is, you know, they want to threaten the people who are making that decision to try to overturn it, and that's a little scary, so... That's kind of my initial
0: reaction. Yeah, I had the same reaction. I mean, at first I was like, "Yes, Roe might actually be overturned." Like, I was like, you know, that was like the the what Super Bowl for Jenny Robinson. But it then my second reaction was also the same. It was kind of like, "Wait a second! Like, why did they? Why did they do this? Like, this is weird. Why is there like a leak? What does it mean?" Um, and then it was the same thing where I was just like, "Okay, of course this is a leftist like agenda strategy where they're going to try to just up." Set the mob so that the mob shows up to these justices' houses, um, these conservative justices' houses, and uh, berates them. I guess they think mob rule is going to actually work, but that's not how it works here in America, so it's not going to work. But that was, I think, the plan uh, for why this the draft was leaked. And there have been a lot of people trying to, you know, guess who the who the leaker is. Um, Ted Cruz has insinuated that he believes that a clerk of Sonia Sotomayor most likely leaked the. Road off, but have you heard anything else about, you know, who the leaker may be? Um, I just feel like it had to have been a clerk, you know?
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I I actually don't know who it would be. I heard the same thing. Um, right now, I, it's all speculation. So I don't want to say, you know, pointing fingers until we actually get more information on it. Uh, one thing Ali Stuckey said recently is she thinks that maybe they already know and they just don't want to say it because we know how the news controls that narrative. And, you know, they don't want the person who probably half the country actually is excited for, the one who leaked it, um, you know, to get in trouble in front of everybody. So they might keep that on the down low for a while, even if they find out.
0: Yeah, and I feel like whenever the person is revealed, you know, whoever the leaker may be, I feel like this person is just going to be just upheld as this massive hero for the left, you know? Like, they're going to be like, yes, you! It's like the new uh, George Floyd. Like, they're going to be like, you are our king and light and God, and they will literally lift this person up, and it will be really creepy, like it always is, because the cultist uh, left is very much like that. So, I'm I'm waiting... and I've been, I've been seeing like a lot of talking heads, like talking about how they're like praising this person unbeknownst to them. Like they don't know who it is, but they're still like, God bless you, you know, leaker, like, thank you for attacking the institution of the Supreme court. Like we really, really think you're great. Um, which is so creepy to me. Cause it is, it is so unprecedented and it is an attack on the Supreme court and our government institutions. So I'm, I don't know. I, I mean, I agree with you. You don't want to point fingers before, you know, but it's like, it's interesting to kind of like, in my mind to kind of think about who it might've been, but that's just my mind being super curious. Um, But I kind of want to talk more in depth about what it would actually mean if this draft were to pass through the Supreme court and just what it would mean for our country in terms of protecting and defending the right to life, which is a guaranteed right. Whereas abortion is not. So can you just talk about how you see overturning Roe helping ensure that the right to life is protected and how this would actually be the best thing to happen to baby men and women. Yeah,
1: I totally agree. So, I mean, I think it's going to unfold a lot of different things. It might even be like a domino effect. But um, so it'll go back to the states, some states would still legalize abortion. Um, Some states legalize abortion all the way up to birth for every possible reason, purely elective, not a medical issue. Um, So that would stay in those states. And then some states would start to ban it Um, state by state. So then I guess it's one of those things where we're going to get a fight from the left. I mean, that's going to be a really hard fight because they know that they're losing. So that's when they're going to try their hardest to be prepared. Um, I also keep seeing pro-lifers say that this is when our job really starts, basically fighting the legal side of it. This is going to be the moment where we have to fight the hardest. this is going to be the moment where we have to support the most women. <laughs> They're going to be terrified. And we just have to keep spreading truth and tell them you don't need abortion, not for medical reasons and not for purely elective reasons. Excuse me. Um, you don't need abortion. There are other solutions that don't involve killing your child. And we will help you and we will help them for and after birth. What a lot of pro-choice is like to claim.
0: Yeah, and these people are losing their heads. And I mean, I mean, you're right that they're scared. They are scared. And I'm trying to like empathetically put myself into this mentality where you know I can understand that they they feel like this is okay, um, but it's not okay. And there are a lot of pro-abortion people. I don't like to say pro-choice because I just uh, you know it's not a choice. Like murder is not a choice out of the womb. It shouldn't be a choice in the womb. But these pro-abortion people will try to justify abortion by saying, well, what if the kid has like, uh, what if the kid is born and then it's poor. What if the kid is born and then it's parents aren't together? What if the kid and they come up with all these scenarios where they're just like, the kid's going to have a hard life in some way. So obviously in their minds, they're thinking it's, it's more compassionate, more empathetic to just murder that kid. And no, it's not. No, it's not. Murder is never, never more empathetic or compassionate than someone having a hard life. We all have hard lives in one way or another. Um, and the, and killing people is just not an option. Like I said, if it's bad outside of the womb, it's bad inside the womb. You don't kill people. You guys, there are other options. There are better options. These are the choices that we should be making. I mean, there are pregnancy centers. There are charity groups. There are friends and family. I mean, there are so many options that, um, encompass true, actual human beings, like at their best, like loving each other and being there for each other, you know, in people's weaker moments, like that is actual true humanity and compassion and empathy. Um, And it's wild to me, too, that it's mostly the left that is just like telling people just end it, just end your child's life. That's going to be easier for you. It's not easier for them. It's easier for the people telling them to do that because then you don't have to listen to this person's problem anymore. It's just all so selfish on the left. And it's so sugarcoated in, in compassion. And it, it has always disgusted me. It always will. But especially when it comes to this issue, um, because the, the true like hugs, flowers, like hippie dippy love fest should be when these women are in their time of need, when they're, when they have an unplanned pregnancy, why, why is it the left not the side that's like, let's all come together. I mean, I think we should all be like that, but especially the, the left that is always, you know, talking about how, I don't know they're just they they're just like we are just so there for everyone except they're not except they're not but these people at these pregnancy centers these people at the charities your friends your family like the people that you can lean on those people are actually there for you those people are actually very good people those people are actually you know helping people in these situations um you know in so many ways they're spiritually monetarily emotionally like they're really really there mentally they're there's a lot of mental health um, places too that are helping pregnant women, but the the left is not is not the compassion guru on this. They're not the compassion guru on pretty much everything. But um, we can't talk about everything on this episode. We're talking specifically about abortion. Um, but there are other options, and I think that women just need to to ultimately they just need to know that.
1: Yes, one hundred percent. You know, and I think what it all comes down to is. Society has been sold this narrative that an unborn baby isn't a human and they aren't alive. So if I was somebody who wasn't a Christian and didn't do any research on abortion and know the science of human anatomy and human biology and development, I mean, I would be thinking the same thing. I'd be thinking it's not even alive. It's not a human. Why would you possibly try to ban it? Like that's evil you know that causes so much destruction i would support abortion if it wasn't a human no one's out there protesting when we have to remove you know damaged limbs and when we have to remove teeth and when we have to do anything else with our body the reason why we protest is because it's a human being so i think when we are able to get that message out there hopefully more opinions will start to shift
0: Yeah, I 100% agree with you. And it's just interesting with all of these euphemisms that are coming out, like, you know, trust the science. Well, why is nobody opening up their middle school biology book to find out that life starts at conception? Why aren't we doing that? I mean, every living organism on the face of the planet starts, their life starts at conception. So why is it so hard for us to acknowledge and accept the fact that human life starts at conception as well? I mean, we are all a clump of cells. That's another thing that they like to say, it's just a clump of cells like that is so dehumanizing that is just you justifying convenience and having no conviction in your in your soul but they just have all of these little sayings and mottos to to make themselves feel better and, it, and I don't know if you saw this but Liz Warren there was a video clip of her in DC like freaking out like just you know I don't know I thought I saw smoke coming out of her ears and that but she was just you know fuming about this uh, decision this draft leak and there was one moment in the video in particular that really struck me there was a guy as she was fuming there was this guy who said why are you for dismembering babies and there was this split second where I could see in Liz Warren's eyes like she started to tear up and I do think that there are a lot of people you know a lot of people on the left who know like who know in their souls again some of them like Liz Warren you gotta dig pretty deep but I do think that they do know that abortion is murder and when and I just That moment really struck me because it was like that was a moment when she was just like, dang, am I wrong on this? Of course, they'll never admit it because they're in too deep with that evil. But um it was just like kind of a, a really striking moment to me and i i do hope that this brings about a conversation that brings forth more moments like that for people um to really realize you know what abortion actually is you got to sit down and really think about what these things are especially when it comes to something as important as life you guys you've got to sit down and really think about it before you're you're taking a hard stance any which way and especially the way uh, that is ending a life i mean bottom line abortion is baby murder and i think that that sounds harsh to people and the little superficial mottos are easier to take in, especially because they're more convenient to believe. Um, But you really got to sit down, sit down with your soul, have a little chit chat and see if you're okay with this after you've done research to really see, you know, that life does start at conception. And I mean, if you want to trust the science, then you're going to have to read the science and you may or may not like what you come to find, but you've just got to, our whole society has to come to the place where we're really, you know, taken in the facts and it's just like reading the Bible. Honestly, it's like some, yeah, some of it you're not going to like, like I'm not obsessed with the fact that women can't be pastors in the church, but also it's not my place to critique God's rules. So I'm just like, you know, salute to God, like he knows best. So salute to the facts, maybe sometimes and understand that they know best and you're not always going to agree with them. I certainly don't, but it has been great for, by life to not play pretend and imagine that the facts are something else because that will get you into a whole world of trouble and not to mention lunacy so ultimately though i I do think that people just need to come to terms with the fact that you know because nobody's sitting down to ask the question what is abortion um come to terms with the fact that abortion is baby murder that's
1: exactly what it is i mean there's there's really no denying it and pro-choicers they act like we're crazy for saying that, you know, it's not a baby, but it's like, you could literally Google the definition of yeah. baby and or fetus. And the definition of fetus is an unborn human baby. Like it, it is, we've always known it is. There are multiple laws that aren't surrounding abortion that are just like laws protecting fetal rights. Like they call them unborn child, you know, unborn child, unborn children in the womb. Like we've, we've always known this as a society. And the only time we ignore it is when it comes to abortion.
0: Yeah. And I I do think it just comes down to a place of just convenience. Like ultimately I think it all comes down to convenience. Honestly, I mean, why change the definitions of things or bend the truth or come up with these stupid little mantras and mottos for people to say at these stupid yay abortion marches. Um, You know, like why come up with all of that when the facts are so clear to find and you just, a lot of people just can't bring themselves to, to come, terms with the truth. Like what's the other reason other than convenience? Like it's convenient to believe the lies. It's convenient to think you have a right to sex without consequences. You don't. Every choice has a consequence, whether you like it or not. And sex is no different. So I don't know why it's so hard for society to put two and two together. Um, You have no right to consequenceless sex. Uh, Every child unborn has a right to life. Um, And I just think it comes down ultimately, like it really does come back down to that place of convenience for people where where it's just it's more convenient to believe the lie and they're willing to put their morals aside in order to believe that because it's just more expedient And I just wish that more people would remember that these are your children, these are your children that you are murdering. Take that into consideration when you're deciding whether you're for or against the overturning of Roe. Um, Again, that just returns this decision to the states. It doesn't totally obliterate abortion, although I would love for that to happen. Um, Again, it's constitutionally speaking, like everybody has a right to life, but just everybody's acting like it's going to completely obliterate abortion. It's just going back to the States. But when you're sitting down and talking to yourself about this, like, just remember, this is, these are your kids. Okay. These are your kids. And, and just think about that when you're deciding if you're for or against this. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Well, and I think it's more than just like that they want to believe that and that they do believe it. I really believe that they've been conned into believing it and that society specifically like the democrat party the liberal party came after young kids and just started indoctrinating them from a young age i mean even cnn not that long ago like within the last two years they had like a segment where a person on cnn a news person specifically said oh they're not human beings when they're in the womb (laughs) it's like just like they didn't have someone fighting against them they didn't have anyone there to like to check what they were saying so people just believe them, you know, this is what, this is, it's in the news, you know, there are doctors who say, you know, like, a, well, I wouldn't call them doctors, but who say, no, it's not a human, no, it's not alive, you know, there are, there are just, there's professors at colleges who say, no, it's not a human, no, it's not alive, you know, and they put these people, these politicians, these, you know, pro-choice supporters where everyone can see them and that's how the media works it's like they're the ones who are in charge of the narrative and so i believe it's more than just willful ignorance um i think i think they've been caught and it makes me feel really bad for them because like from their perspective this is a really scary thing you know you really are just coming after women's bodies and women's rights but the minute you actually look at the science and you see how clear it is you can't make that argument anymore
0: Yeah, and I just kind of want to go into that a little bit. I mean, because I think you're right. I mean, people have been conned. I mean, people, these institutions, the schools, the media, yes, they control a lot of the narrative. And unfortunately, leftism is the dominating force in all of those uh, areas. So it is I do I do think you're right that people are are being conned into believing, you know, my body, my choice, all these stupid mantras, like without really digging into the facts for themselves. And then to be honest, is that the left doesn't want y'all to look into the facts. I mean, the reason that their little a catchy uh, little lingo wor- or like works so well is because y'all aren't, is because y'all are not looking for the facts. I mean, they count on your ignorance to prosper and uh, y'all are really fueling that. I mean, the people that aren't looking into the facts. So I do think it's like a willful ignorance when people aren't looking into the facts themselves. But yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that the media and these institutions are duping people into believing uh, clear falsehoods you know um and it does come back to that convenience and it does come back to ultimately you know when it's, we're speaking of the government to votes which the media works very closely with um unfortunately so i i but i want to kind of talk about how you know we've talked about how they've lied like the media and these and the school system and these institutions the government um but i kind of just want to go over how you know a baby is its own person it is a person inside of a person it doesn't make that person any less of a person the person that's inside of a person and you can't just kill it okay hello women we were created to create humans and that is part of what we do and when we have sex we know that we can get pregnant so uh sorry a little bit of a sassy moment there um but anyway, I just want to talk about how babies do have their own distinct DNA and that they are separate entities. I mean, they're they're inside of the woman, but they are no less human because they're inside of the woman, and you can't just kill them. So I just, I, I guess, I just want to talk about how they are their own distinct persons, so that people understand.
1: Absolutely. Well, the funny thing is, when I first started looking into abortion, I I pretty much always been pro life. I never was actively pro choice. But, you know, for a while in my life, it wasn't on my radar. I wasn't really paying attention to politics at all. Uh, and I wasn't researched on it. I didn't really think about it much. And then I joined Twitter. And I don't know how, but I ended up on some kind of rabbit hole. And I saw some pro-choice argument. And I don't even remember the initial argument, but it was just something that was like, it enraged me because I was like, I know this is wrong but I can't tell them why because I don't know how to explain it. And that just sent me down this whole path of researching and trying to actually being able to back up my views with facts, with sources. And that's what got me down that hole. But the funny thing is when you Google, when does life begin? Well, who owns that? Google, which is leftist. And the first things that come up are personhood arguments not biology. And so anybody who might start to question things and goes on Google, which everyone trusts so much, you know, the first thing that they're going to find is, like, well, personhood is so subjective, and some people say it begins at birth, and some people say it begins at viability, and, you know, they might not have, I don't know, like, the experience to know how to, like, identify certain arguments and, like, actually, like open them up and figure out what's going on with them, but it took me a while. The thing is, like, when you actually go to non-biased sources, like biology books, Yeah. you know, the CDC for stats on, like, you know, a lot of people say millions of women died in America before abortion and before Roe v. Wade, but when you actually go to CDC itself, it was 39 the year before Roe. <laughs> a thousand, not hundreds. It's just one of those things when you bypass the biased articles and you focus on the actual biology of it, every biology book, every human biology book says it begins at fertilization. <laughs> I mean, if anyone wants to find me on Twitter and ask for resources, I will send you a million sources on that. It's just one of those things where, I don't know, it, for, for pro-choice moms, they're the ones I kind of don't understand the most because as someone who grew a baby in my belly, like, it's undeniable it is undeniable like you go to these ultrasounds and you see this little human being kicking and moving around like even my first ultrasound was like super early on like maybe seven weeks or something like that and I saw like little hand stubs and little feet stubs and it was so exciting and the person who did it like I don't know if I go to a pro-life place I just went to somewhere that like I know they do a good job and they wrote baby on the ultrasound oh. and identified it as a baby you know like no one was pretending it was just a clump of te- you know clump of cells into a baby mm-hmm. it was already a baby
0: i just think that's beautiful
1: yeah yeah you hear a heartbeat every time you go for your checkup and guess whose heartbeat it is it's not my heartbeat that i'm listening to it's their heartbeat yeah. so to claim that that baby is me or part of me or part of my body it just that doesn't make sense i don't have two heartbeats yeah I have four arms. I don't have two heads. Mm. Me, that's an individual human inside of me who is connected to me to develop, because that's how every single human in the history of of humans, that's how we are all created and all
0: developed. Oh, I love that. I love the way that you put that. And people get very confused. They just think it's my body, my choice, but it's not. It's somebody else's body inside of your body and it's not your choice. It's it's another, just like you were saying, you know, you don't have two heads, you don't have two heartbeats, you don't have four arms. It, you, this is another person inside of you, just like you said, you know, this is the way we were designed to be as women. We are designed to carry and have children. Like that is the plan. That was always the plan. That is God's plan and you can't. Uh, you can't just dictate somebody else's, uh, like, life's worthiness based on your flawed perception of uh, convenience. I mean, is it really more convenient to kill your baby, you guys? I think we should address that maybe. I mean, I I can see how it can be convenient in some ways, but morally spiritually that's not that's not going to be good for you i can guarantee you that and I, I just you know i think we need to go into the feelings a little bit i mean people seem to think that their feelings about the child dictate the worthiness of that child's life and that is so just not factual and not the truth at all, but it is what people are told. I mean, you know, you said at your place where you were getting your ultrasound that they put the the sticker, you know, this is this is a baby. They called it a baby. We all know it's a baby. We all know it's a baby. But people, you know, it's just wild to me how nobody's going up to a pregnant woman and saying, do you want it or not? Before they say congratulations because they know it's a baby inside of you. It is not a potato. It's not a potato, you guys. I just want to talk about you know how the just this terrible idea that it's the mother's feelings about the child dictate the child's worthiness of life because that is so incorrect. You know,
1: didn't change their biology. You know that's yeah. the funny thing. Like how you feel about the pregnancy might change how you want to handle the pregnancy. But when you're talking about the child inside of you, their biology doesn't morph based on your level of wantedness. You know, one day, if you want it, it's a baby, and the next day you don't want it, it's not a baby. Then you change your mind, and it's a baby again. Like, that's not how biology works. No. So if you want to be the party of science, like, you should really stick to it and at least just admit, yes, it's a human being, but we support the right to kill it at least be honest about your argument. Yeah,
0: I think you're 100% right. I mean, biology doesn't sway with your feelings. Your feelings are going to change a lot over the course of your lifetime, but the facts aren't going to do that because the facts are facts and truth is truth and it's just going to kind of be there. Um, I think that that's an excellent point. I mean, it's just kind of back to my out the womb, in the womb uh, analogy before. I mean, you could walk down the street not like someone. You could just not like, like your friend one day and you decide that their life is unworthy, but that doesn't make their life unworthy just because you feel like that doesn't mean their life is unworthy and you can't just kill someone outside of the womb, so you should not be allowed to kill someone inside of the womb. They're separate people. They're separate people. It is a person inside of a person, but that doesn't mean that the person holding the person gets to kill that person because that is still a human being inside of them, namely their child. There's just so much intellectual dishonesty on the left about a lot of issues, but especially this issue and I think people need to take this issue extremely seriously because actually you guys this is a life or death issue it really is and I don't think that there's enough um, of a spotlight on this issue everybody's like it's a life and death issue this actually is a life and death issue this is the life and death issue of your children the children of America this should be a much bigger uh, thing that we're talking about talking about often and talking about more than every once in a road draft leak moon and I honestly like I don't understand understand why so many women have such a negative view of pregnancy and children and family. Like, traditional values have gone out the window, and a lot of progressives are just like, yay, yippee, this is wonderful. Well, Why are so many of you so miserable if you're so happy in progressive land where there are no morals and there are no rules and there is no God and you just get to do whatever you want, whatever you want, and nihilism is neat, and you just get to what? I don't even know what y'all do, but it doesn't seem great because you seem really Sad, But pregnancy is a beautiful thing. I mean, I go on little rabbit trails. I don't know if you can tell that happens every episode. Um, but pregnancy is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. And I'm sure that you, you know that. You've talked about that. It's a beautiful thing that women treat like it's some sort of malady or cancer or something that they don't want. Like, it's, it's not a host on your body. It's not a leech. This is your kid. Stop looking at it so negatively and start embracing the beauty of, of motherhood. I mean, why are y'all acting like it is some sort of curse when it is a blessing? Every child is a blessing and every pregnancy is a blessing. And and just motherhood, stop hating the things that God says are good. They are good. They will lead to true fulfillment. I mean, progressivism says wealth and success is everything, but it is not. It is not. Your family is everything. And a lot of people, a lot of people just treat their families like they're, they're nothing. Like it's not even something that they want
1: exactly and you know coming from a a christian perspective which obviously i know not everyone's a christian but just to offer that perspective when when we're pregnant usually not always because again christians are sinners too but it's within a marriage and you're with the you know this person that you want to spend the rest of your life with that you trust who's going to support you and love you and it's not this terrifying thing, you know, obviously there are situations where even Christians have like, you know, painful pregnancies and pregnancy issues or money issues or all these other things, but as a Christian we know, you know, God will provide how He needs to and you just have to work really hard and figure things out and trust God, and I'm not saying it's I'm just saying from that perspective as a Christian, you know, you just, you know that God is there, He exists, and He's going to help you through it. So it's just, it's I would understand from a non-Christian perspective how scary, you know, it could be, because who knows that situation, you know? Mm-hmm. It could be a single mom who already has two kids, and now, like, she has another one on the way. That would be scary. So, I don't know. I, I guess it's one of those things where this is where the pro-life movement steps up this is where i feel like we do a great job the only thing that we need to do better at is actually telling people that we exist Yeah. <laughs> so, we help millions of mothers and kids in all different kinds of situations we don't make them become Christian. we don't make them become pro-life we don't make mm-hmm. we
0: don't
1: we don't make them do anything we just say we have support we have help we're here and there's no strings attached yeah, and um, I just that's one of the parts about our movement that I love.
0: Yeah, I think you're completely right. And awareness is so important. I think a lot of people think, you know, there's not any other option other than abortion. And we're just going to all leave you high and dry if you like have an unplanned pregnancy. But that's not the way that it is. There are tons and tons and tons of pregnancy help centers. You can go online and find any pregnancy help center. There are so many things that you can do other than go to Planned Parenthood and murder your child. I mean, there are a lot of people that want to help you. And you don't have to go far away. A lot of people think, oh, there's nobody here to help me. But there are Tons of people who want to help you if you have an unplanned pregnancy, but it is going to be getting that message out and letting people know, you know, even if it is like a Christian, like pregnancy help center, we're not going to force you to be a Christian if you come in. Like, we're not going to force you to do anything you don't want to do. We just want to be there for you and we want to help you spiritually, monetarily, emotionally, and mentally. Like, we just want to be there for you. So, I do think awareness is going to be a huge, huge, huge thing that we need to focus on as the pro life movement as a whole for when Roe is reversed. And I think that we really need to reach out and show a loving hand and really be there for people. We've been doing that, but in the next coming years, it's going to be more, more important to do that. Uh, so that people aren't like side-eyeing us and being like, Oh, okay. So y'all are going to overturn Roe and not be for us. Like we will be there for you, but you've got to seek us out. Speaking of just angry people, um, all of the angry people that are just mainly feminists that are really, really mad about this, um, both male and female. But, you know, we've seen a lot of modern day feminists getting really upset about this uh, draft leak and they just want to keep their infanticide abilities. Like, like, as we've mentioned, there is no constitutional right to abortion. Murdering your child uh, is what abortion means. Still, though, these women and feminist men as well have been targeting, harassing and threatening Supreme Court justices such as Kavanaugh at their home addresses, uh, I might add. Uh, It's which is very mob like. Justice Clarence Thomas, whom I love, actually said in a recent statement that quote, We can't be an institution that can be bullied into giving you just the outcomes that you want. Uh, end quote. And I hundred percent agree with Justice Clarence Thomas on that because it's just we can't have mob rule in this country. It can't be where the loudest people are just like, you better not overturn Roe or else like that's not how justice uh works. Um that's not justice at all. But it's just it's just something that I think we should talk about because I think a lot of people, you know, think that mob rule is democracy and, like, we are the people and we're speaking up and this is what we think. It's cool to have an opinion, but you have a right to peaceably assemble. You don't have a right to go to people, like, justice's uh, personal home addresses and harass and attack and berate them. Like, you don't have a right to do that. Um, but I just want to talk a little bit about how mob rule is not justice or democracy, and because I think a lot of people are confused. um, And there's just like a ton and ton of bad people in D.C. uh, in general. And so I just want to talk about that a little bit as well.
1: Yes, I believe it. You know, whether you are pro-choice, pro-life, in between, you know, we should all be able to agree that you can't stalk politicians and leaders and justices and stand outside their homes. Threaten their lives, threaten their children. Like you, you—that's that, yeah. not okay. And like, I understand that their mindset is this is going to kill women, so we have to be violent to fix this. But the problem is the premise is wrong, and they need to like have these conversations. But they don't want to have conversations; they want to scream at you. But if they would have these conversations. And they would actually learn about the facts and the history and the statistics and like the evidence that shows we do not need abortion to survive or survive and have those conversations it would be a whole different world it would be a whole different thing you know maybe people would still support it but it would be a different discussion yeah. so i don't know i don't know how to reach them i think everyone's so different i wouldn't ever want to try to put them in a box, you know, they're all coming from these different places. Some of them have had abortions and they need to believe that it wasn't a human, it wasn't their child, it was morally okay, and they had to do it. I mean, that's the only way you could survive,
0: Mm -hmm. knowing
1: what you've done. You Mm -hmm. know, like imagine, like, you know, again, someone being pregnant. I can't imagine the weight of knowing I'm the one who paid somebody to harm or kill my child. Mm -hmm. Now, I do think most of the women who have done that were conned into it, so that's still things that they're going to have to process, Mm -hmm. but for the ones who either knew and still did it, um, or even the ones who were conned into it, sometimes this is their way of shutting us up because they don't want to acknowledge what has happened. And Mm -hmm. I... I honestly can't blame them. I I wouldn't want to acknowledge what happened either because I look at my child every single day and all I can do is want to protect him. Mm -hmm. So if I ever made a choice that hurt him or, or got him killed, I wouldn't want to accept it. So these are women that need mental health, you know, help. These are women that need support. These are women that need truth. We're not here to lie to them. I would never yell at them and call them murderers. I would never tell them they're going straight to hell but I will tell them that abortion does kill I will tell them their baby deserves to be protected and I will tell them they have to come to terms with truth in order to process and heal from it and I think that's our job to do that in a loving way
0: yeah, I couldn't have said that better myself. I think it's just important to remember to speak truth in love to these people. I mean, you cannot harass and attack and berate them back. You have to approach these people as angry as they may be. You have to approach them in a loving, honest way because the important thing, it, honestly, like the most important thing is not even changing the laws. It's, it's changing hearts. And you can't change hearts if you're coming at people and you're screaming at them and you're saying you're going to hell. You need to approach this issue and approach these people, even if they're Super, super mad. You have to approach them from a place of love and honesty, so that they can really feel like you know you are there for them, and we are there for them. And don't forget, I mean, as as mean and as vicious as these people may be, you need to approach them from a place of love and understanding and honesty in order for them to understand that you know what we do have your best interest at heart. We do want to be there for you. We do want to be there for your baby, and we do want you to come to terms with the fact that abortion is murder. It is murder, and it's not. To- to to be vicious or mean or judgmental or whatever. It's just the truth. And I think that if we can just approach all of these people who are, yeah, very angry, be careful out there. But if you're going to talk to them, talk to them in love uh, and truth and and let them know, you know, what is really up with abortion, because a lot of them just don't know. Um, And like um, uh, Samantha said, you know, a lot of these people are conned into believing that abortion is uh, women's rights or or not murder somehow. But it is 100% murder, and we need, to be, we need to be speaking the truth in love. Bottom line, we need to be speaking the truth in love. It's the only way to correct course and to keep the course corrected.
1: You know, you see these um, horrible videos of, you know, I, there was recently one of a woman who was, I think that's SCOTUS, but a woman who was protesting and she was like barely dressed, she was screaming. She was saying, look, I'm killing this baby, and she had, like, a baby doll in her hand or something, and, like, just acting absolutely insane. Mm -hmm. You know, I've seen women who literally wear earrings that are alligators-eating babies (laughs) at protests to try to be, I don't know, shocking, (laughs) Mm -hmm. whatever they were trying to do. But it's like, you look at them, and you know you are not well. You are not okay. You are not healthy. You are not well, no matter what side you're on. And the sad part is in that first video, you hear pro choices in the background, you know, promoting her saying, you go, you go girl. And all this, like, you know, being excited that she's making a ruckus. And I just stared at it and I was like, you know, even if this was someone on my side who was up there half naked and screaming, save the babies, save the babies," If they were acting the way she was acting, I would be trying to get that person down and say, you need to drink some water, you need to go see a doctor, you are not okay. There are ways to have this discussion without acting like a crazy person. So, Yeah. yeah, it makes me sad that, like, anyone on their side, no matter how they act, what they do, what they say, how violent they get, they automatically support them and agree with them. When I view, at least on the more conservative side, we do care about how we act, and how we treat people (laughs) and not being violent and You know, that's just one big difference between, I think, the right
0: and the left in general. Oh, man, you are completely right. I remember seeing some of these weird, I saw it on Snapchat, and I saw it on Etsy, where there were these, like, abortion earrings, and they were, like, these severed, like, a baby head and, like, these baby arms and, like, these baby legs, and they were earrings, and there was, like, a scapel and uh, abortion tools, and it was so disgusting. Um, And people were obviously just like, yeah, I love these earrings. They're amazing because the culture is trash um and it's just mind-boggling that this is like something that's happening but i also remember in dc there were these women it was a few months ago in dc at a at a pro abortion whatever rally and there were these women taking abortion pills like in front of scotus and it was so disgusting and i remember seeing a video like this live uh, news interview of someone taking abortion pills on air to just i don't even know what they think they're doing they're just like to take that everyone like I'm killing my baby why Why? why that's your baby why, why are you killing me? like I don't understand um, but the culture the culture is definitely trash when it comes to this I don't know like I don't know like I, t- I minored in psychology in college um, and part of me just wonders like are they trying to be so 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 outrageous and so insane that abortion seems less outrageous and less insane because that's not working very well um, I don't know what their like strategy is but it doesn't seem like they have one. They're just like rabid animals. Um, but this has been a wonderful conversation. I, I would love to have you come back on the podcast any time you would like, but for future reference, can people, can you just let everybody know where they can find you online so that they can see what you have to say about the pro-life movement and maybe some pregnancy help centers if anybody may need those. Yes, i love that. Um, I
1: am on Twitter and Instagram, pro underscore Sam. And um, I have resources and sources, and I love talking to people in my DMs. If you have any questions, I'm happy to have conversations with both sides people. I don't judge you. I don't hate you. I honestly talk to pro-choice people every single day, and we have some very good conversations. So, yes, anybody, pro-life, pro-choice, anybody, feel free to contact me because I would love
0: to do talk to you about it. Amazing. Well, I really really appreciate you coming on, Samantha. And you guys we rescheduled this episode and Samantha still came through, so I really appreciate that Samantha. I think the bottom line and the ultimate message of this episode is to be loving and to be honest with people and to all of my Christian listeners, you know, your your main goal doesn't need to be with this row stuff. It doesn't need to be convert, convert, convert. We just need to be Christ-like and being loving and honest and people will come to Christ on their own. The main thing that we need to do right now is to be loving and to be honest and, and to really be there for people, just people being there for people. Um, it's going to be super, super crucial because like I said, you know, we can change all the laws we want, but we've got to change hearts when it comes to this issue to keep those laws changed. I mean, they can reverse row, they can re-reverse row. We've got to change hearts and to do that, we really have to be loving and honest. Um, so that is the main message from this episode and Samantha, you are welcome on any time. This has been so much fun and I really, really appreciate You coming on?
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed
0: it.